Welcome back to Health or Hoax. I'm Dr. Anthony Davis, joined as always by Dan Brown and Blake Loxercamp. Um, we are going to be talking about flexibility today. Does flexibility matter at all? And we might say some nice things. We might say some not so, so nice things. Uh, so hold on to your seats. Uh, let's get to it. What do you guys think? Does flexibility matter? Kind of depends. Oh. Yeah, it does. Oh, fuck off with that total <laughs> fucking cop-out. What a cop-out answer. What a... <laughs> grow, grow. Oh, no, I don't want to say that. Never mind. That's that's not sensitive in 2022. <laughs> Shit. Guys, we're off to a bad start. <laughs> it's a funny start, at least, right? Uh, like, this is good. This is good. Uh, I love it. Uh, yeah, to... It matters a lot less than a lot of other stuff. No, okay. it's not where your priority should be for health, I would say. So but what about all those? Haven't you, don't you, don't you even watch the TikToks? There's all these tests that are like, if you can't put your shoes on while balancing on one foot and get up and down off the floor without touching your hands to the floor, because you lack flexibility, then you're going to die at the age of 50. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think think those are what the tests were originally looking at, right? Some of those tests are predictors of like mortality, right? Like if you're Uh, 85 years old and you can't put on your shoes, you're not functioning well, right? But as a 28 year old doing it while balancing on the foot, that's a very different circumstance than what we're talking about. Yeah, most of those tests are probably made up also. That's Yeah, Yeah, some guy just had the idea of like, well, I just feel like if you can't squat, you're probably going to fucking die on the toilet when you're 50. (laughs) Right. right. I think first, before we talk about flexibility, we should maybe define it a little bit for our audience. So flexibility, and Anthony, you can correct me and Blake too, but flexibility I've always thought of as the ability of how big is your range of motion through a joint, um, passively or actively, it doesn't matter either one. Mobility, though, and that we'll talk about this in a little bit, is the ability to control that movement through that entirety of that range of motion. So flexibility is the total, whereas mobility is the control of that totality. That's how I've always thought about it. I, I wouldn't include active range of motion and flexibility. I would put that in mobility. Okay, that's fair. Because th- what's the difference between active control and being right. able to actively move? The, right. It's the same thing. Yep. No, you're right. You're right. Okay. So, so we're, we're kind of splitting up this definition, which by the way, in the literature, um, this is obnoxious because I think clinically we, we always like to distinguish between passive range of motion, which just means your joint or your muscles, the ability for something to move a certain amount. Um, and we like to distinguish between that and the ability for you to actually use your muscles to control a range of motion. But in the literature, they don't usually make that level of granulation. They don't um, separate those two. They usually lump Mm -hmm. active and passive ranges of motion into just this blanket term of flexibility. So for for mobility, mobility and flexibility are not even used the same as well. well. Well, that's what I'm saying is like, they don't, they don't, they don't make a distinction. So if they're measuring flexibility, quote flexibility, it could be active. It could be passive. Usually in the literature, they don't um, uh, distinguish between the two, 
but we are we are going to distinguish between the two it sounds like because because it might be important what you can do actively versus what your body can do if you turn into a drunk limp noodle and get you know catapulted through your car at 100 miles an hour that's a different story yeah i'm just trying to paint the picture of a limp noodle of a body <laughs> yeah so somebody yeah. knows what passive is anyway <laughs> thank you <laughs> a limp noodle so okay so okay so so we kind of know what flexibility is and, and mobility um does let's go how do you get flexibility so most people it's going to be all right stretching stretching increases flexibility um does does stretching do anything it does does stretching increase flexibility first of all does it does yeah, it increase- if you do it enough if, yeah, it's like any other force, if you do it over and over and over again, you will be able to do what your body kind of limits you to do, but you will be able to increase some of that limitation somewhat. Yeah, you, you adapt to what you do. So if you spend a lot of time stretching, your body tends to adapt to that. And you usually are able to do that. Okay. So, um, and I, I just want to add a little bit, uh, a, a quick point on the stretching thing right here, which is like, the why I don't want to get into a bunch of fucking neuroscience and like cell biology, because that's going to bore the shit out of people. But um, basically I think most people think that stretching relaxes your muscles and actually makes your muscles more pliable, Mm -hmm. um, like melted cheese versus I guess less melted cheese. (laughs) I don't know, (laughs) but uh, just it might be very interesting for some people who are listening to hear that flexibility, most stretching protocols, most of the time when you stretch and you increase your flexibility, especially if it's an immediate effect, most of that is just pain tolerance. You are just more tolerant to the pain of deep stretching. Yep. So um, anyway, but let's, uh, so, so stretching increases flexibility because you do it and then you get better at it. What about uh, anything else? Does flexibility do anything, literally anything at all? Does it do anything positive for your health? Does it make you a healthier person to be more flexible? Have you been asking this question a lot, Anthony? Sounds like you've practiced that question. Dude, everybody in the fucking clinic that comes in and is hypermobile and they're like, yeah, I just need to stretch more. I'm like, fuck. (laughs) No. Stop. Stop Stop it. Stop it. it. Yeah. yeah, I do. I feel Fucking. like I want like a cat, like a cat that's like <laughs> about to knock over my drink or something. Get the fuck off the table. Squirt with water. Squirt um, water. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's a really common misconception that being flexible equals healthy, and I don't know if that's because we like fetishize the healthy yoga person. Not that yoga people aren't healthy, but. It's like this, this idea of the healthy person can touch their toes or, you know, kind of thing, which should you be able to touch your toes? I don't know, maybe. Dude, but, dude, watch me, watch me, watch me. Fucking touching my toes right here. It's called <laughs> yeah. bending. It's called bending my fucking knees. It's so easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, it really doesn't have a huge impact. If, you, if you're like a gymnast or a dancer or someone who, or a contortionist it's probably important to your daily life but it doesn't make you healthier i would argue that it puts your joints at larger risk of injury 
to be extremely flexible. But then on the other hand, if you can't touch your knees because you're so non-flexible, probably an issue. Now, if it limits your daily life, if you can't wash your back because you're a 300-pound bodybuilder who can't fucking touch their shoulder, you know, that's also... It's not a good thing. Yeah, somewhat problematic because it because it prevents you to, from actually accomplishing basic tasks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Now, I think it, my answer to your question is similar to Blake's, where it it depends on your functionality, right? To Blake's point, a little bit. If you can't do daily functions, you don't have enough flexibility to do that. You might want to work on that a little bit. Otherwise, hire someone to rub soap all over your back, right? But the I think there's probably a subreddit for that. Yeah, probably. (laughs) My favorite is in anime shows where they're all in the public bath together or whatever, and they're just washing. Here, let me wash your back for you. Whatever. I always thought that was weird. Dude, you're watching the weirdest fucking animes. I'm not going to lie. I don't know. I don't know. Are you sure you're watching anime and not hentai? (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's hentai. Positive. Positive. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. My wife. Was there an octopus in there somewhere? Yeah, no. There's always a a tentacle monster. It's right, let's weird. turn it down a little bit. Turn it down. <laughs> don't tell me. Don't tell me what to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But it, it, I think it comes literally down to function, right? So I think of people who that I work with, like jiu-jitsu players, right? They need a ton of flexibility to get into some of the positions. Now, the beautiful thing about jujitsu is you don't you can find ways around lacking flexibility in certain things and still accomplish certain submissions or certain escapes right so i I don't think it's the end all be all but it it, depending on what you do and how you do it and what you need flexibility for it can be very important but i don't think it's a if you don't have it you're going to die of well it it can be an easy amount of things yeah it can be important but i don't think it's important for your health right being a good gymnast a good jujitsu artist or martial artist a good whatever at any sport doesn't make you a healthier person just because you're more skilled at a sport. You know? Well, well, hold up though. Um, I would, I would argue that the, the uh, physical capabilities to get you to that point in general, other than flexibility, the strength, coordination, cardiovascular endurance, those, those kinds of things. But, but being really good at, let's say dancing, which requires insane amounts of flexibility versus versus being really good at bicycling which requires no flexibility the 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 health benefits are not unique to dancing it's just being being athletic no matter what your sport is you're probably going to be healthier than the average bear right yeah my point was if you have two gymnasts and they're both doing all the training and they're really strong and whatever, but one of them wins because they're more flexible and can pull off some crazy trick. Right. Yeah. They're better at gymnastics, but they're not a more he- healthy person just because of that. 
Mm-hmm. Well, and it's interesting that you um, you mentioned the dancers and their flexibility being an edge maybe for competition, but there's a study that looked at injury risk and hypermobility. Actually, there are a, a number of these, but the one I'm thinking about was looking at dancers and they were talking about um, it actually being an increased risk. So if you are a dancer or a gymnast and you are more flexible than most of your peers, now, this was actually what my master's capstone was, was originally going to be about. My research project in the master's program was originally going to be about, um, okay, so dancers need more flexibility to perform their sport than most people. So I was going to make the argument that uh, I think if a dancer was trying to be a dancer and they had less flexibility than their average peer, who, who was in the same sport and same level of competition. If they were less flexible, they would be at an increased injury risk because they, they are trying to perform ranges of motion in an active way that um, their body just can't tolerate because they're not flexible yeah. enough. But also at the same time, if you were more flexible than your average peer, that you would be at increased injury risk because you didn't have the stability to control the ranges of motion that you were forcing yourself into. So I would argue that you need enough flexibility to perform the task, but that if you have too little or too much, it's basically the Goldilocks rule of flexibility is like you need enough to do the thing you want to do. But if you have too little or too much relative to your peers who are doing the same thing, you're probably at an injury risk. Yeah. Right. And again, and that comes back to what you were saying earlier. Does it matter to health? If that is the definition that we're going to go with, the Goldilocks effect, right? Then no, right? I would say no in answer to the question. It doesn't matter to health, but it does matter to function. It can matter to the sport. Like if you're doing an activity, right? Like if I want to be a power lifter, but my flexibility doesn't allow me to squat to parallel, Mm. I'd be a pretty shitty power lifter because I'm going to bust on every set yeah I, I, won't, I won't meet the rules of a squat or a bench press but uh, when you talk about general health compared to like strength and cardiovascular like strengthening exercises cardiovascular exercises which have a wide systemic effect on your muscle physiology your cardiovascular system your even your brain chemistry flexibility is a waste of time relative to those <laughs> to those things because you get you but, get but, such a shitty return but, on invest on investment but what if people just like it blake don't be that's a dick fine. <laughs> if they want to do it that's fine i mean i like watching anime and reading manga but it's not <laughs> good for my health like, well actually it might be good for my mental health i was just gonna say <laughs> I was just going to say, yeah, maybe. Okay. So, so <laughs> I think it's important to define, like, how do we measure a person's health? And generally yeah. speaking, we're going to, we're going to say like, how can we assess if a person is healthy or not healthy? And we're going to say things like, um, the, you know, their blood lipids, you know, cholesterol, that kind of stuff, uh, you know, uh, tri- triglycerides, glucose, um, hypertension. Do they have, you know, high blood pressure, that kind of stuff. Um, do, do they have, well, what else are they, uh, injury risk, you know, do they have, uh, what's their bone density? Um, 
VO2 max. So their cardiovascular yeah. endurance, those kinds of things are important for health. So, but then I, I, I was going to forget about mental health too. So uh, first of all, well, I, I want to ask, put this question out there and, and respond to me in a second. Does flexibility increase any of those meaningful measures of health? And my answer to that would be the only one that flexibility increases. It doesn't re- increase anything else, but it does increase maybe mental health if you yeah. just enjoy it. That's yep. it. If I you enjoy agree. it, fine, do it. I think I think when you're talking about health, a good like avatar person to to be talking about is someone who is sedentary, doesn't do any kind of physical activity, and they're like, look. I don't really like exercise all that much. I want the health benefits, but I, I, I don't want to spend a lot of time. I don't really enjoy doing anything. I want to sit and play breath of the wild for 24 hours every day. <laughs> um, You've got 30 minutes. I'll give you 30 minutes. What should I yeah. do? Yeah, basically. And your best bang for your buck is resistance training and cardio. Yeah. And flexibility is just not a huge bang for your buck. Now, if you, have a group of friends that do yoga together three times a week and it's super meaningful for you, then great. But that's, that's, and that is good for your health, but that's not what we're talking about. Right. Well, and in those yoga classes, you know, I'll say that, and as a yoga teacher, I'll comment that it does depend on the kind of yoga you're doing because some yoga classes do have you um, work on muscular endurance and that is good for your health. So it is more of a, it's not technically strength training, but as far as the general public is concerned with that, with the meaning of the word strength, it basically helps you get stronger than the, it's not, it's not just passive stretching for an hour. You know what I mean? Even though I think most yoga sucks because it it is a lot of hypermobility training. Um, if you go to a power yoga class, you know, if you go to some kind of flow yoga class, your muscles are going to burn. Yeah. You know, you're, you're going to get some benefit it, out of that for sure. You'd pro- that would probably meet the like physical activity guidelines for, resi- for resistance training. Right. Yeah. I think, I think that's fair to say. So, so great. So, awesome. so then does it matter what kind of, cause that's stretching, but it's kind of active. So does it matter what kind of stretching you do? I, I think stretching kind of exists. It depends what you define as stretching because on one end of the continuum, you have just passive sitting there, stri- like, stretching your hamstrings, touching your toes. And I would argue that on the opposite end of the spectrum is like a, a one minute or like a get into a push-up position at the end range. So your, your chest is about an inch above the ground and hold it as long as you fucking can, or even better, get on a set of dip rings and go as low as you can and just, just chill there. Yeah. Yeah. Because, so like because range, your muscles yeah, your yeah. muscles your muscles are on a stretch, but they're firing as hard as they possibly can. So yeah. actually, then you could you could keep going on that spectrum, Blake. And I'm I'm surprised you didn't immediately go for this this example. But if you're if on one end of the spectrum for a hamstring stretch is just sitting there trying to touch your toes and you just yeah. fucking chill, on the other end of the spectrum is still stretching your hamstrings, but it would be a stiff legged deadlift and doing a one rep max. Yeah, I would picking up I the would, heaviest thing you possibly can with yeah. stretched hamstrings. Right. And 
going to the end range, I guess. I, I think the reason I picked an end range isometric hold is because you're training it in a stretch position for a long time. Yeah. And I'm also, and also cause I like shout it Austin Yoakum. I like his content and that's what that's. I like how he approaches things. Uh, if you haven't checked out his stuff, he's great, but he trains college athletes with the attention span of a fucking fly. A labradoodle. Yeah. <laughs> labradoodle. So like, he's like, if you, if they lack mobility, you're never going to get them to fuck sit there and do mobility work. But yeah, if man. you're like, Hey, your buddy the other week did, uh, two minute, he hit two minutes on a, you know, lunge ISO, which is a, which is a hip flexor stretch. Right. Bet you can't beat him. And they're like, Oh, I'm fucking, I don't want to do three. Fuck minutes. you. I'm going to win. It. I'm going to win. <laughs> if my dick pops off. <laughs> Yeah, dude, there's some crazy shit. Like, there's people that hold like a fucking dip ISO for like ten minutes with like yeah. hundreds of pounds. That's insane. Yeah, and that no. that's training flexibility and it's training resilience at end range, which is where you usually get injured. Right. So yeah. I think that kind of stuff is super useful. Yeah. So I'll say as um, you know, because I've taken, I'm certified in functional range conditioning, func functional range release, functional range assessment, all that shit. So if people are listening and they fucking like that stuff, yeah, I like it too, but it's fucking boring. It's really boring. <laughs> it's really boring. It's terrible. It's so hard. It's so hard to get people to do it because it's so boring. It's very useful, I think, but it's very boring. So I yeah, like the idea. A little bit. Yeah. Gamify I, it. I, I like that. I'm going to be like, hey, your buddy came in. Actually, I can't because that's a HIPAA violation. <laughs> Shit. Um, you could just say uh, another patient came in and see if you can beat him. Yeah. Fair enough. That, I think that slight tangent, but I think that's a really strong argument if you can if you can make it fit your clinic model to do group rehab. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but so you can play uh, games. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a little hard in the treatment realm, but in the personal training realm, it's pretty doable. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, so anyway. let's, um, what, what about injuries? So we've been kind of talking about uh, kind of dancing around this whole injury thing. Like, do you need a stretch before you, uh, exercise does stretching, you know, make it less likely that you're going to get injured. Does being more flexible prevent injuries? Does it cause injuries? What do you guys think? Um, I would say generally stretching is not your best bang for your buck on injury prevention. There's probably some study out there that shows it does it minorly, but to my knowledge, most of the studies show that it doesn't. Yeah. A lot of them, especially when it comes to any movement or there's no benefit to it. If anything, it's a detriment to your activity. Yeah. I mean, I know there's some studies on like it minorly reduces like strength and whatnot. If you static stretch beforehand, I don't think it's a huge amount it's like statistically significant, but I don't know how clinically significant. It it, okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll comment on that. Cause I read these studies a lot. Um, so, um, static stretching, static, passive stretching, not dynamic stretching. Dynamic stretching does not weaken your muscles. Um, but static, passive stretching or any kind of isometric stretching prior to exercise, um, exercise where you're like engaging the muscle, like PNF stretching, um, or functional range release. So uh, that kind of stuff. Would static stretching impairs 
explosive activity of muscles for up to 24 hours. And I'm literally quoting the title of the article that I'm talking about. I forget the authors, but, uh, and there are a bunch of studies that confirm the same stuff. Um, it is significant, but it is only significant for basically muscle power. So you have to be doing, you, you basically have to be doing something athletic. So if you are just going to go for a big hike and you do a lot of stretching beforehand, that is not going to make your muscles weak enough that it's going to make your hike worse. Or but even you, like a marathon, right? That's not a yeah, power yeah, yeah. Activity, right? right. But if you're going to play soccer, you, if you want to go play soccer or hockey, or you want to go powerlifting or something like that, that really uses your muscles to their max uh, strength and power, uh, then yeah, definitely don't spend a lot of time doing static stretching before you do it. Cause your muscle, you will perform worse. If you had a hundred meter dash and you had to go do that, don't fucking stretch your quads for a minute beforehand because you will perform worse. I think most places tend, most programs I've bumped into tend to focus on a dynamic warm up. That seems to be yep. knees up, if, a high, high knees, butt doing. kicks, those kinds of things. If yeah, they know what I mean, you're doing. But most, I, I would disagree with that a little bit because I've been to a lot of different gyms and baseball academies and clubs and jujitsu places. People still stretch the. I'm talking about like, uh, ath- like people, like athletic teams and like yeah like yeah but not, even not then, just the people, general no i i know i'm talking I, I believe it yeah i've yeah, i've talked to enough i've talked to enough i have enough friends who are d3 coaches where they're like hey these guys are fucking idiots <laughs> um i i want to add another thing so another way that stretching does or doesn't prevent injury. Um, well, first of all, on the whole, it does, it just doesn't, um, it really doesn't prevent injuries. It's kind of useless. Uh, but some, there is, there is at least one study I can think of that showed that there was some very, very minor difference in flexible people versus not flexible people in the type of injuries that they would get. Mm -hmm. So stretching does not prevent injuries compared to not stretching. However, being more flexible makes it more likely that you are going to get a ligamentous injury. So you're going to sprain a ligament uh, or excuse me, excuse me. I'm, I'm misquoting that a musculotendinous injury. So it's more likely that you're going to, you know, like get an Achilles tear or something like that, or a biceps tendon tear versus a, a true muscle, like the muscle belly is going to get strained. So if you're not flexible, you're more likely to tear the muscle. If you are really flexible, you're more likely to tear where the tendon plugs into the bone, but you're both just as likely to get injured. It's just, which injury yeah. do you want? <laughs> but you, well, you would, you would want the muscle tear. Yeah. Because For it's sure. easier to heal. Way, yeah. It heals way better. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's better. To, it's actually better to be, be not horrible. flexible. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, so, okay. So blah, blah, blah. We've, we spent a lot of time shit talking about flexibility and how it's, it's useless. So what, so if people shouldn't be stretching, at least not static, passive stretching, and let's again, remind people listening that stretching, doing a deadlift is a stretch for your hamstrings, doing a full range of motion push-up is a stretch for your pecs and your shoulders and your delts and all that. So just use your body through its full range of motion and you're, you are stretching enough. You are going to increase your flexibility. So, so if they're not going to do static passive stretching, what else is a better use of their time? 
Yeah. And, and specifically, I think is you need to do the things that you're, that you want to do. Right. So as a, as a power lifter, deadlifting, doing the Jackson curls, all the, all these things that are Jefferson curls, sorry, wrong name, wrong president, uh, Jefferson curl. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Cause they were definitely named Jackson, after Jefferson. Didn't, didn't Jackson. He, he invented them. No, didn't, I know. In my brain, that's how I remember them. To, Jackson was wrong. <laughs> didn't Jackson kill a bunch of native Americans? Oh, I'm sure anybody yeah, before the uh, before like 1900s did a lot of really fucked up shit. Yeah, that they, I'm sure they've had all their statues torn down in the last two years. <laughs> yeah, after after that, we uh, we have had a great trial run. Yeah, yeah. The rest of the presidents, <laughs> though, they've been fucking great. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it was just the yeah. first ten. No, <laughs> just the first ten. No, and and I think the best thing you can do is find the activity you're going to do. Right. And if you lack flexibility or, or mobility through that range of motion, just work on it with unloaded. Right. Start unloaded, then start slowly loading and just get to those end ranges. Like, And what do you mean by unloaded? Unloaded body weight. So I'd be it would be without weight. Usually uh, unloaded would be um, either assisted with some sort of uh, uh, band. Right. Or just using your body weight yourself. Yep. Yeah, I think I, I really I don't think stretching is like a bad thing to do. Like, I mean, I went to the gym today and I was doing some squats and I was trying to load into my, like shift back a little bit onto my heels. So in the between sets, I was doing some external rotation stretches, whatever for like 10, 15 seconds, just because I wanted to, I think the issue comes when it's like my workout for today is 50 minutes of stretching and then maybe I'll go on the elliptical for 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, it's not like stretching. I think the main point that at least I want to hammer home is the majority of your workout. It needs to be intense, whether that's weightlifting or cardio, preferably both. But stretching is like a, if you want to do this thing or, you know, if it feel, if you're injured and it feels good, great, but it's, it's, it should be a pretty minor part of what you're doing for your workout. Right. So it's, it's like, if you're trying to make a good roast beef, you, you know, a good Sunday roast, you got to roast some kind of meat. You got to roast some vegetables. You got to roast something, some different colors, and that's how you get a meal. And if you don't have the meat and the carbs and the fats, you don't have a fucking meal, but you might be able to enhance the dish by putting some fucking rosemary and yeah. some thyme, and that's great. But you can't just eat rosemary and thyme. That's fucking yeah. stupid. Are you hungry right now, Anthony? I'm. I know. I actually, I just ate. I'm always hungry. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like the Hulk, where his secret is he's always angry. Yeah. You're always hungry. I'm always hungry. I'm like the Incredible Bulk. The Incredible <laughs> Bulk. <laughs> <laughs> but um. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll Dan's see myself supposed, out. Dan's, Dan's supposed to have the dad jokes. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's he's the closest one weird. to being a dad. Uh, I was too. That was. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm not going to top that, so we should probably end this episode, guys. Yeah, thank go. you for joining me on this episode of Health or Hoax. Any final remarks? If you like to stretch, it doesn't mean you're a bad person. <laughs> we're just saying. That's what we've been saying the entire time. We're just saying. Well, someone's get someone's gonna. <laughs> yeah. Get super pissed. 
Yes. Just saying that if you have random person on the street and they want to get healthy from exercise, they don't need to stretch. It should not be a priority. They should lift, they should do resistance training and they should do some cardio. Yeah. Agreed. I would agree with that as well. The other thing too, is if you like, like we were saying earlier, if you enjoy stretching and it makes you feel good, right. And it makes your life happier and healthier and all that jazz to you do it. Right. But it, it is not something that will benefit your life extremely. Like some people claim, right. There are better and more important things to be doing. Yep. And I just want to future proof this. So we don't put our fucking feet in our mouth. Right. So somebody comes back later and they're like, well, you said stretching doesn't fucking matter. And then we do an episode on like the physiology of stretching and end range isometrics <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. And we say something different and they're like, well, you're a hypocrite. I just want to clarify that there are definitely some situations where some people will derive more benefit from different types of mobility training than the general population. If you are a generally inactive person, you're going to get more bang for your buck by just picking up some heavy stuff and going for a walk than you are from stretching. So prioritize that. But yes, sometimes stretching is useful. Yes, sometimes flexibility is useful. Yes, sometimes doing some corrective flexibility exercises can lead to some kinds of positive changes. So if later we say something different... It's called new ones. Can change my mind. I can change my mind whenever I want. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have that luxury. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you guys. Uh, I think that we did our best to present a a nuanced opinion on stretching and flexibility, and I think uh, uh, that's that's enough for today. Thank you for listening. Uh, You can find each of us respectively in the show notes. You can find our, our individual channels. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Health or Hoax. 